All right. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to Puritan Otaka Radio. Um, just be doing a, a quick stream today. Um, since uh, after last night's uh, blank day stream, I don't know if anyone eventually took them, then basically that became an odd Skype call. Anyway, to anyone who listened to that. Uh, but uh, it kind of got things for the. Uh, I think the. I guess the hashtag will be uh, Calvinist watching cartoons or something is like that is what's going to end up being something similar. But uh, uh, we'll be doing more of that in the future. And last night was basically me getting used to the software. So and figuring up how this would be done. So. There'll, there'll be a plan at least next time the things are done and try to get stuff done. Uh, and just as a quick, before I forget, you know, if there's any uh, Anons or anyone that would like to be a guest on the program, uh, feel free to contact me and uh, we'll see about setting something up. Um, so today we'll be I'll be talking uh, about what I call leak grace will be our topic. Uh, I did the Twitter poll and also put it up on Facebook. Uh, uh, last time I checked, technically I'll still be going on long after this is on the put up on YouTube. It's like for five more hours, but uh, uh, it was apparently a tie between leak grace or what I call uh, leak grace, Alice Cooper, and just other as another category on the Twitter, but on Facebook, we did have a vote for uh, Leak Grace. So, and that's what I figured would probably win. So that's what I went with. And technically it has, so there we are. That's, and also that's, when I do my Alice Cooper program, I'll probably be, hey, that's my favorite musician. I'm probably gonna put on all the stops. And also there's a lot of things to talk about there. Uh, for a number of reasons, not simply by, uh, from a gra biographical standpoint. So, but anyway, today, uh, Soul Surf with a, just th this kind of some, it'll, to get the ball rolling on this. Um, first Corinthians, uh, uh, chapter six, starting in verse nine, uh, to verse 11. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So that's a, most of us are pretty familiar, quite familiar with that verse. Um, and, and there's been another people who point out that, uh, well, there's a number of things that stand out in that verse, but there's it's that statement in verse 11 by Paul there, which is, and such were some of you after listing this in 
extensive list of, yeah, all this, they're not going to hear after the King God and such for some of you guys. Who I'm around and, and even just, I suppose, even thinking about it, because it's a letter, so it's going to be read aloud. And if you have a community back, you know, given this time period, I would probably dare say just about anyone in that room would probably know. It, it, it would probably be a good possibility they, they knew uh, which category uh, on that list of things um, each other were used to be on. Um, uh, which is a quite uh, quite something to consider in and of itself. These days, you don't even you know you're even at church and even in a really good setting church community you, maybe you know a few things as far as what people kind of struggle with or something like that maybe there's this maybe there's like a few people you know who you know they're really vocal with their testimonies you know god saved me from drug addiction or uh someone who was an alcohol someone who was a major alcoholic something like that you know that you you probably know some of those maybe you'll have a few people who have ended up in jail um but i i imagine knowing the types of conditions that were rampant as far as uh sexual mores certainly uh greco roman time period the it, I'm, I'm sure it would be quite something. It's like uh, going down the list of individuals. It's like, well, that person used to do this, and that person used to do this and this. So, well, why? I'm, so, why, why, why am I talking about this? And why, why did I want to use the term "weak grace"? Well, one, it's important. Two, the name is kind of catchy. And three. If you're guessing, yeah, it, it's kind of a little bit of play off of uh, on Diedrich Bonhoeffer's uh, term of uh, uh, cheap grace, which is certainly true, and it's still very much a problem. Um, unfortunately, there's also such a thing as uh, weak grace, by which I mean... I guess I would put it this way. We tend to think we have a pretty good high high standing view of grace um, uh, until we're actually confronted with someone who just their past makes us uncomfortable. Or maybe we read an event their past just makes you uncomfortable or where you have that moment where even you're even though you're a Christian and you know all the things that God's forgiven you of you have that moment at some point where you go wait a minute God forgave that person 
and be honest, who, who listening to me has had that moment? Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you that because I expect a lot of, at some point, someone's probably going to be, and unless you're probably, unless you're probably, unless you're the person, someone happened to be someone who is like, I was saved out of prison. I, I don't have any, I knew everyone or something like that. If, unless that's kind of your background, if, you know, if you're right, if you're kind of like me, raised man, maybe a church background or just the sort of thing where generally your environment that's thought to be somewhat moral or something like that. Uh, you, you, there's a sense of protection, I suppose, that there's just certain groups that in your mind, for whatever reason, you're, you subconsciously are kind of like, well, not for that person. And we can insert uh, anyone, and we can insert quite a few groups or something like that. Uh, so th this is be short, I'll have to keep it on the time, but th this is going to be rather an uncomfortable, I guess, another 20 minutes. I'll go on um, because I, I, cause I got on, I, I was made aware of this through, through I guess about, about three things. Um, I'll start with one and that's when my church started going uh, or well, I guess it would actually be four, and, and although one or two would probably be kind of the number one, number two would probably get kind of uh, uh, combined. And one is a combination of hearing some stories from other countries from when I was uh, attending a Bible college, and two when I was uh, did some. I actually went on uh, some missionary, uh, some mission, short mission trips uh, to Mexico. And first, starting off with the, some of the stories I would hear, um, it, it, one of my professors was discussing how you have the consequences of sin and even though someone will be forgiven for a background or something like that you'll still have the consequences and so forth and it's just sin makes a situation messy even if you after being forgiven that there's still and i i certainly would say that 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 certainly is when you work work with a lot with a lot of types of scenarios where it's going to be a tricky situation. The particular, the example that was given was the fact where, okay, what about? Well, there's still areas, uh, or in other country, or in other countries, where polygamy is still practice. So what happens when you have someone who's from a background, uh, who, or who they're they're polygamists? They have more than one wife. And then they convert to Christianity. It's like, what? What do you do? Because we know 
what Christ's stance as far as well, what would be adult? What would be adultery be? Or, or, or well, you know, as, or, or well, excuse me. Um, stance on what would be the valid reasons for a divorce? So what would be adultery? And then in, insert polygamy. Then well, I you, you can't have more than one. So I mean, that's even just saying. I'm sure now some of you are going wait. How do you, you want to be one woman, uh, one man, one woman, but they're already in a situation where they're married to someone and they've already had relations. And if they divorce, it, um, get, it gets tricky. Um, and, and I've heard multiple things of how they would handle this on um, before I forget. Yeah, this is my, the picture on the screen is my. Uh, illustration of the of what weak grace kind of does it kind of falls flat and stuff uh, anyway but situations that were um, uh, how some individuals is uh, first one I heard as far as uh, was that the person in question, the, the husband in question, uh, would financially support both wives uh, and any children involved, of course, father. But they're just as far as uh, 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 marital relations, uh, he would only have with the first wife. Um, so that that was that was one way that that was read the other was uh that i've heard is well and i guess this one would would, would work a little bit would works more if there's not children in the picture um but if well that just you would can't consider one of the marriages invalid and I guess depending on some of the circumstances, um, that that maybe could be workable. In either case, it's a messy situation. And how you work that out in the context of a local church, um, uh, even in that scenario, and that's that scenario in and of itself. What if you're the pastor of a look of that of that church? How do you handle that situation? Americans yet don't have to deal with that. Um, uh, there's going to be a lot of these things. Currently, Americans don't have to deal with this most of the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, so certainly. It presents a lot of difficulties, and so moving on. And the other issue that was, and moving on as far as a, a thing when I went on a, a since same thing as far as well when, when I um, mission trips uh, to Mexico, I well 
some of you are more aware than others as far as uh, uh, things have calmed down there uh, at the moment uh, at the moment calmish um, depending on the area uh, I guess as calm as it gets when you have a murderous cartel cartels out there um, but You, if you, if someone does a lot of ministry down there, they're going to end up with people at some point that they'll, of course, have people who dealt with or been involved in drugs or something like that. But what happens when, because there's a lot of those, because what happens when you convert someone and they're out of, came from a cartel or they worked with one? Um, how, how do you handle that type of situation? Especially if they've been the way of probably typically, or what, what if they've killed someone? Um, as far as now. We're, we're getting more uncomfortable, aren't we? Um, and yeah, don't worry. I am too, if, that, if that's any consolation. Um, so, it's... Uh, certainly... Uh, as far as what one do, as far as divide... Even trying to think of that situation, it's like me going, it's like... well. What's this, you know, as far as we have hard, we have a hard time uh, thinking through something like that because we at least have uh, a, at the moment, still somewhat functioning, quote, justice system. Um, so we, we, if someone gets converted, normally they're in prison at the time, and we're okay with that. What what happens when they're, what happens when there's really not that out, and they just got converted, and, um, you know that's depending on the area and the and this I'm sure there's plenty of some other uh, countries like this. There are been situations where you run in this type of situations, especially if they're, you know, someone that used to work for some type of political group or something like that, where they've killed some people. And no one's ever going to be, well, maybe you might have, uh, they, they might, there might be family members wanting to do uh, uh, revenge or something like that that might come looking for him something like that but other than that there's there's no one they're, they're not gonna have, they're never gonna have any police officers or anything like that show up on their door you know it's like well, what do you do it's like do you do you let them in what offices do you let them have um how, how do you how does that work? 
And I know some people, well, obviously they would be barred from this, from this ministry over here. And I, I, I can understand it, though I do have to point this out. And this is once again going back to that, the, as far as this, uh, uh, and I think I probably stumbled upon the, what I'll name this stream. <laughs> but uh, re remember that John Newton guy? Um, you know, he, we, we, most of us have probably on a, rare, on, a, on a fairly regular basis sing the song on Sunday morning, Amazing Grace. Uh, uh, and if we're fortunate, we get to sing um, all the verses, and not that weird add-on. Yeah, I don't like the Chris Tomlin or whatever the my change are going. My change are going. I don't know. I just chorusy thing that's repeating and stuff like that. I just don't. Eh, never gotten it. <clears throat> anyway, but th th that song that you know we sing and you know about how about grace and you know saved a wretch like me you know we, we all think we think about ourselves and you know um d depending on the end of it we, we 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 have our nice kind of comfortable categories of sin um and by comfortable i mean the stuff that um it's legal <laughs> to the to to the secular world it's legal and perfectly legitimate but to us, we view it as bad or something like that. Uh, or, you know, we're, we're trying to hold God's law and of course in his eyes and it's, uh, uh, so, so, so we tend to think in those terms, but if you're what, when John Newton was writing those, where's that? Those are to those to, uh, um, amazing grace. Um, what, what, what was the background he was from? Oh yeah, that's right. He was captain of a slave trip, uh, of a slave ship. So, for starters, he would be the at the bare minimum the modern equivalent of someone involved in human trafficking. Um, uh, and if anyone knows about the types of conditions, as far as and if anyone knows anything as far as the uh, situation where you have in the uh, slave trade and so forth. Um, one, you know that you you could probably make that if you had the same type of per person brought up that would be your average per the average guy who who ran ran a slave ship, human trafficking would be just an automatic given as far as what they would be charged with in a court of law, and as far as complicity to murder or if not actively, even to some of their crew members or something like that. Um, because uh, even the sailors on slave ships were, the captains treated them, were notoriously harsh towards them. So the uh, slaves in particular, the slaves on those ships were, of course, we, we've all heard probably at some point the horrific conditions. Um, and the other thing that, um, this isn't confirmed as far as John Newton, but um, there's no reason to think he probably didn't do this. Um, 
so it's likely he did it, but we don't know for sure. Um, but a common practice at the time for a owner of a slave ship was to uh, rape the female slaves because it would they would be more valuable when they got to port um, if they were pregnant uh, with the child of a of a white of a white man. So, so boys and girls, that's the person who, when they were writing about how, describing their condition and how amazing grace was, yeah, they understood who, understood how powerful grace was. Um, and the, which we, we tend to don't, which I mean, Really, I, I get given things I, I've seen lately. I, I kind of question how, how how strong do we really view grace? Because we should at least view it as strongly as John Newton. Um, and if we don't, then we should stop seeing Amazing Grace on Sunday mornings. But that's just me. Um... Because otherwise, I somehow feel that that's called bearing false witness or something like that. Um, if you're meaning something other than if you're seeing in the worship context, and you mean something other than what the person than what the author wrote, normally bare minimum honesty would mean to us that we close our mouths and do not sing that. That's just how I would consider it. Um, some may disagree, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, and the further, further modern, modern day examples that two, th so, cause I had mentioned as far as going on mission trips. So maybe this helped me, but there were two things in two, two events. And I, I kind of, one was, uh, when, and well, I, he still does. When I, I'm sorry. When James White, James White, White, um, is simply trying to be consistent and fair to people, and he's being honest and, you know, trying to actually. Uh, you know, in regards to Muslims, and when he points out, um, you know, it, what's our desire? Do, do we want to evangelize and so forth? And when he gets flagged for that, I, I kind of have to go, okay, what's our view of grace at this point? Um, because looking at the Speaking of words that we all know that another person wrote, that, that that Paul guy who wrote, and such were some of you. Um, you know, let's see. <laughs> uh, so, because didn't he deliver, wasn't he, when he was saved, wasn't he on the road, road to Damascus to persecute 
more Christians. I, I'm wondering about that. Well, that that's where he that's when he was saved, right? Um, but he was involved stuff before that as well. You know, he was at the stoning of Stephen, and, and there's discussions as far as how how because he was at least complicit in plotting it. And he was assisting. So he was at least an accessory to murder. At the very least. Um, and there's, I've heard some discussions as far as, well, if you have, uh, as, you know, as, would he actually be considered um, someone who, maybe not, he, he, I guess he didn't actually throw one of the actual rocks at the Sunning of Stephen, but was he involved in maybe some others? It's probably possible. I mean, he was at least complicit and he went into his degree. So at least in his heart of hearts, he would be definitely guilty of murder by the sirens of Jesus as we're going by that. Um, who I think that's the sirens we should be going by. Um, and he, he, he gets, so that's the person who wrote, and such were some of you in the first I, in first Corinthians chapter six, verse 11, that, that, that's, so I, I, well, I'm going a little bit on through, but I'll wrap up. Uh, next 10 minutes so I because this, this the things I've seen is kind of as far as their view because um, folks um, I, I don't have to tell you our things in North America are not going to be getting any better um, and we are going to be having more and more situations. Well, if in 10 years, we're not exactly in the same spot as far as what is considered permissible by the society at large in terms of the Greco-Roman empire, I will be, sh I will be amazed if we are not that far gone by that point within 10 years. And you're probably asking, well, what do you mean by that? Um, the type of thing, well, maybe for some of these, it might take a little bit longer, but, um, one of the, I remember one of the issues being brought up, uh, uh telling things about when, with the popularity of, uh, uh, that filth, Fifty Shades of Grey, um, and people pointed out that that whole issue of consent seems to be coming kind of because uh, if in the a largely accepted form of art um, abuse sexual abuse seems to be kind of almost borderline applauded at least in a fictional setting um, how much and not just hidden away in a dark corner but where it's shown up on screens everywhere across the nation and as far apparently going by the statistics it's being read by the same amount in the unbelieving world as the as the supposed uh christian 
uh, readership um, where there's not much of a difference. Uh, to think there are going to be start coming some as far as legality and stuff like that types of issues where um, uh, things aren't going to be uh, or things are going to be more tolerated than others. Also, there's the fact that uh, the whole thing of, uh, okay, uh, as far as, you know, when, of course, they make incest legal, legal excuse me, people will probably say, oh, well, you're being read. It's like, I'm sorry, but I keep on, I keep on reading conversation about that constantly. Um, and we can go down the list. And eventually, Nambla is going to be uh, is going to be going. When our when's our turn? So, anyway, like I said, all the all the Greco-Roman Empire type stuff. Um, and one of the demand that's going to place on local churches is because hopefully we're going to be converting people out of these behaviors. At least I hope that's our goal, right? It is, you know? Um, which means um, we're going to have to start really getting... We're really going to have to get our stuff together as far as understanding just how powerful grace is and trying to figure out... So when the messy, comp complicated situations show up, how do we respond? Now, uh, I'm not an ordained minister or anything like or like that. I'm not. I'm not a deacon. Um, I I don't know at this point if I'm called a minister or not. Kind of waiting on some stuff at that moment. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, I, I acknowledge, yeah, that's a complex scenario. And trying to figure that out, um, certain things like that, it's I do not envy any, any pastor who do that. So, and particularly, why am I bringing up as if some of this stuff has already happened? That's why, because it kind of did. Um, the other incident that... Some of you, for my, if anyone listening is from my meme page, and uh, here probably, oh no, he's talking about this again. But uh, uh, Doug Wilson. Um, so I remember when he had the member of his congregation, and this is why I, I think he actually understood and if what was at stake when he had the member of his congregation who came forward, confessed as a pet pedophile, uh, they, he was, uh, they, they did all the legal things, you know, they, he, he they didn't put him in jail, I don't know, see if I remember right, all the details, it said I actually even know the details, um, uh, because I'm not a member of one thing, I'm not a member of his local congregation, I'm not one of the officials dealing with, that dealt with the case, so why the heck do I know? Oh yeah, that's right. Because some internet bloggers decided that they are 
that they're judge, jury, and executioner on that matter. Um, uh, there's for for the unbelievers that were looking at that situation or that were just didn't understand grace. Well, let me put it this way: when I was reading the um, probably someone wonder and I don't even like bringing this up but so far that anyway individual was tried in a court of law um, Doug Wilson sent a letter asking that justice, justice be done and oh my gosh he put one comment in there even though he had said um, make sure he receives a proper a proper judgment he mentioned something as far as being fair uh, but apparently some people took one line in there and just ripped it out of context, which, wait a minute, I thought we Christians hate it when people take things out of context and twist our words on them. I thought we hated that. Anyway, I guess some people like that. Um, so, I guess some Christians don't have a problem with that. Who knew? Uh... I certainly hope people don't take this podcast and decide to rip words out of my context, make me things I don't say, because I would try to do the same thing for you. And if I did do it, you could call me out on it. And if it did, I and if it did look like there was truth to that, I would do this. I would do an apology. I'm dead serious about that. I'd look into it and stuff and so forth and see if that was a thing. I mean that. Um, you know, heck, I've gotten, I've put up things on my meme site asking, say, hey, if I, I've been, if I seem overly harsh or there's things as far as like on them, on my memes, you know, just let me know and I'll look into it or stuff like that. Um, I didn't say I would automatically put, I didn't say I'll automatically, but I still say I would look into that. Probably more than most people do, but I would consider that just the standard uh, Christian thing to do in that scenario. And if a brother came to me saying, and I think you were overly harsh or that one like that, this one against Armenians was just too, was not done in the right spirit, and then I'd look into it. But anyway, so back to the whole Doug Wilson thing. So, per person that they end up getting probation. It's not like Doug Wilson did a major lobby thing. He just sent a letter to the judge. All the facts were reviewed. Uh, I know there was another case, but um, in case people haven't noticed, uh, sexual abuse and things like that uh, unfortunately happen a lot in this country. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's Maybe some people who've listened listened to this, if you're in a pastoral context, you've probably had to, you've either know or have had to deal with the situations where events have happened multiple times. Uh, as far as you know, you either you had to deal with something in your congregation or someone that was associated with it, or you know a minister that had to deal with a number of things, especially if they live in an in an area where the family family situation just continues going down, down, down. And as the situation in America continues to decline, uh, unless 
got uh, either Christ comes back or a revival breaks out, um, one of those two, uh, the situations are getting worse, and we're going to have more cases like that. Uh, a lot of uh, abuse is going to be common, and certain forms of it that we will now that are now illegal will suddenly stop being will not be as frowned upon I'm sure uh, so like I said that I'm that whole consent thing I is going to be uh, how that's perceived in the future I'm sure Al Mohler has talked a whole lot about this if anyone uh, on the briefing um, as well as a uh, think matters like incest and so forth because I certainly know I've come into conversations on the internet and on in these strangest of places I'm like it's like uh, on can su such and so marry their such and such and on the topic thing I'm like wait do they mean please tell me they mean this other thing Uh, remember when, remember when, in, when, uh, people thought it was weird and incest if it was, uh, uh, first cousins, which is, yeah, but I, uh, I was hoping that was the conversation that was taking place. It was not, unfortunately. Um, Unfortunately, that happened on a My Little Pony forum. Yeah, don't ask. Um, that, and that was supposed to be one of the, like the that's one of the PG thirteen ones. So yeah, well, and that's not just that. That would just I'm sure I could find on forums anywhere. So just yeah, th this is a side note for any parents listening or something like that. Yeah, just your kids in the internet. A one. Um, search filters. Just have them up always nope just I'm sure probably already know if you don't think just got get them up um and as far as sites um yeah be be tech savvy that's all i gotta say <laughs> if you're listening to this right now you're probably tech savvy so you probably know what i mean so i'm probably just spinning my wheels at the moment but just on the off chance please be tech savvy about things um, because even if you have a site where they have good moderators and so forth, eventually you'll they'll still have people doing stuff that may get taken down eventually, but but it'll still it'll be still be up there and for for at least a little bit, uh, and hopefully someone under a certain age doesn't uh see it but I'm sure it's happened a whole bunch of times uh, so anyway <laughs> so as far as that one case of the I was yeah just so case was done um, guy had life probation uh, there was counseling and contrary to popular beliefs it was more than Doug Wilson um, for people who cared to do some, I guess, fact checking before they brought out the blog torches and pitchforks and so forth. Um, 
there were actual number of professional counselors. Um, and like I said, there is the, all the precautions were taken. Everyone in the congregation knew, knew what was happening and made aware, uh, any victims were involved were, were, were notified and in fact uh, where they were where the gentleman was put as far as the congregation when they when he did show apparently in his in his views signs of repentance he was put in kind of they sort of a not only did the state have people watching him he had members of his congregation like deacons and so forth uh, watching him uh, and at no point was he allowed to be under, be alone with a minor. Uh, so there's no issues. Just the issue was, um, it's like, oh my gosh, Doug Wilson had the audacity to uh, perform, whether we want to use the term sacrament, but uh, one of the things that's the, it's the you know, I'm one of those guys that believes that it's the actions of the church to marry people, uh, not the state. State should have stayed out of the marriage business, period. And we wouldn't be having a lot of the issues we're having now. Just a thunk. Um, and if you deny marriage to someone, um, and they're wanting a regular turnaround or something like that. Uh, you know, remember when I said to me that when I was saying as far as that, yeah, sin makes things tricky and trying to figure out the situations, it trying to figure out how you would handle the situation becomes a problematic. That's why I use the polygamy example. Um, as well as a number of others. Uh, but person got married um, and of course uh, no problems reported as far as the marriage uh, person had kids and of course then the issue came up well because he has a kid and he can't be under he's under life can't be alone with a minor so and it's easy to have a child so now I hope the, because of all the wonderful internet bloggers, and I really, I don't like necessarily bringing this up just because I, I don't, um, you know, I, I'll say it, it, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of good blogs out there, you know, and I, and I enjoy shamelessly self-promoting mine on theologymix.com <laughs> they may want to part ways with me after this one uh if they don't i appreciate them uh and if they do uh, uh, they do want to part ways i still understand so I, I i harbor no ill will uh let that i'll go on record as saying that uh so no one misunderstand me uh, I am one of the guys who I don't care if you unsubscribe dislike my pages unfollow me on Twitter because of things I say 
In fact, I promote it. Because <laughs> it makes me actually able to keep a better count of who's actually... It's sort of like, you know... Uh, like a church roster where when you know the, the actual people who show up or something like that. <laughs> It's like there's the there's the people that are on the membership roll, and then there's the people who actually show up, and you know they will, and give and tithe and so forth. Um, uh, but anyway, I so my 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 question as far as that that's so what what because a lot of people want to take and, and honestly I think it's like I I get it. You know, because, yeah, there's there's some times where I'm just like, Doug Wilson, why can't, can't you phrase things differently? I feel like he's intent. Sometimes he's intent. Some, I think sometimes he intentionally likes just poking at the hornet's nest. I can understand why a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it is occasionally fun to do uh, if you get it. But I... I'd have to dig it out, but there was the whole thing uh, where he talked about grace and just why continued to bring up this issue in, in his blog articles. Um, it, it because I, I I do I will ask the question. Um. If you say that, yeah, Christ's blood is sufficient for uh, to to for Christ's atonement is would would be effective for any sin, no matter how bad. And honestly, considering and if we're to be perfectly honest, considering that even the smallest, tiniest sin, if we want to use those terms, is infinitely evil because it is an infinite act of cosmic treason you know that to bring out the treason word we're you know when we think of treason normally that means someone's getting executed maybe why that's why uh, uh it's bible says the punishment of sin is death and it doesn't specify <laughs> uh there are certainly the ceremonials laws where as far as degrees of civil punishments but eyes of god um what what's the punishment for sin and that's that's not dealt with no matter what it is just um if someone only told one lie in their entire life and if we were to hypothet hypothetically like remove original sin from the equations, I know. Not not so not or just not counting that. Somehow that was not counted. And they only lied once. They'd still be as damned as uh, the most wicked person you'd think of. They'd still be as damned as Hitler. I mean that is what we say, right, when we're just having these nice, comfortable theological discussions about the punishment for sin and so forth and things like that. That That is what we mean, right? Because if so, then we say, well, then 
Christ, Christ, so when we tell people, yeah, Christ can atone for your sin, we're saying, we are also saying um, that Christ's blood is good. It can save even the most heinous of sinners. Which is why grace is, which is why it's amazing grace. Because tell me some other, you know, worldview that actually meaningfully deals with evil and injustice and so forth that would actually make that, that could actually make the claim and, well, you know, I, as Christians, we could say this. Um, let's get really uncomfortable. If Adolf Hitler um, genuinely repented at the end of World War II, he was in his bunker, he genuinely repented, um, and let's say maybe he, and you know, we're Protestants, so we don't believe suicides, uh, um, uh, 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 it, we thankfully, you know, suicide is not a sin that uh, Christ's blood can't atone for. Which I know there's a lot of people that are thankful for that. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, if I know this, this scenario is a little bit of a stretch given the fact that, uh, and, and in case of Hitler, if you had someone that was, they know they're going to kill themselves and they repent at the let do a deathbed confession, then, then instead of trying to make, showing the signs of repentance, it's, it's a stretch, but provide me a moment, humor me. Um, let's say you genuinely repented, but he still, um, couldn't take it or something like that and commit suicide. Okay. Uh, if that ha if that's, if that's the scenario we're seeing, he, he, he would, um, be with the father right now because we do believe that Christ's blood is, would be effective for even someone as wicked as Hitler. Someone with that much blood on their hands. Still, because, I mean, if we believe that Jesus is divine and that he's the perfect sacrifice, yeah, then we would say, oh yeah, that's a piece of cake. Um, you know, I, I thought just as Orthodox Christians, Orthodox Protestants, that, that's our position. So, in comparison to some other situations. Now, I'm not saying, well, once again, I mentioned the thing, sin's a tricky situation. So, I brought up the case of Hitler. So, let's say he did repent, and, uh, let's say he repented, and he turned himself in, and then, you know, put himself, whatever the punishment that the, uh, allied forces deem would be within their proofs if they wanted if they want to execute of course yeah crime is a war criminal charge them with that uh 
like all the other guys at Nuremberg, stuff like that. Life in prison or execution, something like that. If that's what they decided to do, yeah, they would, of course. Um, but he would still be, but if you're genuinely repentant, he would also be a brother in Christ. So, and he was showing genuine signs of repentance. Uh, certainly up until his uh, uh, execution, he would be still accepted as far as fellowship. I mean, he'd be in prison, but, you know, last time I checked, we, we still typically try to do services and stuff in prisons normally. Um, uh, what, what's that famous quote by Voltaire that I remember hearing, you know, where he tried to take a jab at, he, he tries to take a jab at Christianity and somehow it's like, like, ah, actually you, you, uh, miss the, the beauty of Christianity. Oh, uh, is it, uh, religion, the last, I think that, uh, religion's the last bastion of, you know, liars and thieves or something like that. And I'm like, it's like, yeah, cause no, no other religion. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, stop describing, you're actually describing Christianity. That's, uh, uh, cause I, I don't see much other stuff, other religions lining up for, um, stuff uh, <laughs> where you can act, where there's an actual atonement in place that could take you up in the vilest and make him a saint. So, yeah. So, so I was just, so that's, I, I brought, and I, I want to, I, yeah, I know who I are. So, uh, at least we, so, I'll make it an hour. So I, I'll wrap up now. So I, I, I hope people have appreciated, will appreciate what I'm trying to say and they'll understand what I'm saying and what I'm not saying. Um, just, we need to have a, when we think things through, we have to realize that, of course, yeah, sin's going to be tricky to navigate through. I'm sure there's a lot of people in missionary contexts, as I brought up Sarah Sinus Amos, who know this a lot more well than we're exposed to. Um, uh, sure, there might be some situations where you run into some really good church and you meet some people and then uh, oh yeah, this is a deacon or whatever, and then you learn about their past and they're what they're wait did they what they did what now? What? And they're a deacon, huh? Hmm. You know, um uh me and my crazy I guess thinking that, you know if local congregations that you know, local congregations as long as there's no obvious case of, uh, uh, as long as there's no case of abuse, you know, you're not having some Mark Driscoll stuff going on, uh, or, uh, actually trying to hide stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I was one thing about the Doug Wilson thing was kind of, it's like people were comparing him to, were trying to do comparisons to um, stuff that the Roman Catholic Church did with the, uh, all the, uh, cases of abuse and molestation and so forth, and somehow trying to imply that sort of connection or something like that, and like, wait a minute, no, 
uh, if he was trying to hide it, he was doing a very bad job. Um, you know, I get it if you don't like someone, certain people's stance on things, and, uh, you know, that that's actually kind of worthy of its own thing, just not so much the Douglas Munt, well, I, maybe he would be a good example, but just of, it's like, when you have disagreement, obvi uh, obviously dis disagreements that are more theological in nature, or maybe how people present things, but there's, um, but as far as they haven't done any, but as far as their local congregation is concerned and local law enforcement, there's nothing that actually says anything, you know, uh, you know, maybe debate them in a formal setting as opposed to taking pot shots at them over the, over the internet. Just, just a thought. Um, I haven't mentioned any names because the people who have taken pot shots and so forth, they know who they are. Um, and they can do that themselves. Uh, so I'm not getting into that mess. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, you know, I, I just felt this was an important topic. Honestly, kind of wanted to do this. I, I uh, see I went on longer than 30 minutes. Hey, but shorter than I've been doing. So, but anyway, just, I, I, no, I mean, I, I, do we really think like John Newton, that grace is amazing? Um, sounding kind of cheesy but um, because we know what he was talking about what he was safe from and I think it would behoove us here's your word for the day behoove um, now if I can work thrice in the conversation um, anyway, behoove us to actually remember well uh, what did Christ save me from um because uh, I, I know how bad I am or how bad I would be. Um, well, excuse me, I take that back. Uh, only God knows exactly how bad or far I go. Uh, so yes, yeah, misspoke, yeah, because uh, if, if you think you... <laughs> If one typically doesn't think you're that bad or not capable of that, then normally that's not a good sign, actually. Either a sign of a very immature Christian or a, um, uh, someone who uh, is not a Christian at all. Uh, because what is it, the, uh, all the people who we look up to in church history typically view that no, uh, typically seem to it looks like they just seem to think they're the mar most miserable, miserable wretches they are. Because they start to see what, I think that's probably because they started to know, as they grew more and more, they started to realize how absolutely abhorrent even the tiniest of sin is. 
which ironically has the effect of t making you more and more gracious towards the sins of others. So maybe I've been harsh on some individuals at this point. I, I There's a lot of emotion uh, involved in this for me. Um, uh, because I, I, you know, I, I Diedrich Bonhoeffer was, of course, right to bring up the incident that people view cheap grace rather cheaply. You know, the cost of it, you know, your book cost of discipleship and all that. Um, that's certainly part of it. It's also just, um, the position that, you know, if theologically you're willing to say or sing about how great grace is but your practice says other what but your practice towards in individuals or comments towards other individuals uh set seems to indicate otherwise um your understanding of grace needs some work um so anyway don't don't i don't like being I don't like being competitive. I, I, I really don't. People are probably, it's like, but you're the meme person and so forth and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like, yeah, well, uh, if you ever meet, if you ever meet me in the person, I'm a total wuss. Seriously. Um, uh, so, uh, now someone's probably got a couple of theories it's like he's compensating for it on uh, his by doing all this stuff online and maybe there's a little bit of truth to that I don't know anyway so hopefully this, this episode has been useful um, I'll uh, and just as a reminder you know if anyone wants to hey if anyone still wants to be a guest on my show <laughs> Uh, especially after this episode. It's like, like, hey, I don't, just because I defended someone's action doesn't mean I just, everything, you know, I, it's like there are some things where I just wish, I do wish Doug Wilson would specify some things other way, but I don't, uh, uh, when you're actually doing work on the front lines um, of things and you know uh, and you haven't done something like and I don't mean the false I'm working on the front lines like Mark Driscoll was doing when he um, uh, back in the day before he went before all this stuff really got revealed and so forth and his, that his excuses we're just trying to figure things out and so forth like that like it's like well there's 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 figuring things out and being in, a, in an odd situation and trying to do certain projects that um uh just you know i, I respect what doug wilson does and what he's trying to and what he's trying to do over uh in as far as with the community in moscow idaho um 
I, uh, and I, uh, somehow, I, I, I think just sometimes bloggers or something like that, like, if we don't find some, if we don't, if, if we just, I don't, I, I think it's, I guess, I, th I think it's like a, um, after a while we just start to get, like, bored with the same old heretics, <sighs> Uh, talked about, you know, we're just kind of sitting there and we just get bored and it's okay. I've talked about Joyce Meyer. I've talked about Benny Hinn. I've talked about this person. I've talked about Mark Griscoll. Ugh. Isn't there some, well, there's a Rob Bell thing. Oh, isn't there some new, like, faddish person I can accuse of heresy? What was the... Uh, I have to pull it up now. <laughs> I, uh... Because it, it reminded me of, uh, of uh, uh, some stuff. Uh, it was, um... Uh, da -da 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 -da. Dang it. I couldn't find it. Uh... But yeah, just I I uh, I bet it's on my phone. I was gonna try to pull out a meme. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit late for that. Now I'm just messing, goofing around on on my live stream and podcast. See, people need to come become a guest on this because I'll be better. I swear. Um. I'll. Um. Because it means I'll I'll actually have to. I'll, I'll, I'll try to actually I know you have there people have there are some people who actually have lives and stuff and have to be places and things um so uh, uh just someone comes on the show I, I swear I don't sound like like the needy my, my uh, uh, super needy single guy status is is showing it's like please so much up <laughs> uh, see, that's how I make up for you know, sounding like the tough guy at the meeting. I, I, I um, uh, and I'll, I uh, hurl insults at myself, um, and so afterwards, um, that makes it okay, right? Yeah, it balances out. So I think something like that. Anyway. I was gonna pull up the one where I was see if I could. I, it's somewhere. I just I remember I was seeing some things just on about some people. And it's just like uh, it was the meme where it's like the this guy drinks coffee like areas. <laughs> you get bored and you can't find someone, so you just have to you just have to find something wrong with someone. Or you get bored with, oh, we can't think of anything else to do. Uh, we can talk about heretic skin, but we've already exhausted the list. Um, let's hurl stuff at this one. This famous guy. He has a, he has a, a weird position. Now, it's not heretical. Granted, their ecclesiology is... Um, it, 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 you know, maybe, maybe it's a little bit different. And it could be construed as they're being... Uh, using their status against someone. Uh, we don't want to certainly bring out the people that are actually heretics or bring out stuff like that. Uh, 
or do that in a consistent and fair manner and uh, go through all that stuff. So let's just take the cheap shots. That's because they're cheap shots. That's that's what you do, and that's what most people. And, and that's you know that's how you make memes. Uh, uh, when bloggers basically become uh, your run-of-the-mill meme memist on Mflip or Imgur or whatever, and all all, all the other sites uh, that people use, where it's just like, let me let me make a what's a quick pot shot I can make someone in uh, in one sentence or two sentences. I generally try to do better than that. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I will shut up now. Um, so you all have a good day, and you know, just send in stuff if you have suggestions, uh, or if you maybe want to be part of the show or something like that, or if you have any questions or comments and so forth. Um, so God bless. Uh, if anyone is actually listening, you know, uh, thanks. Is uh, you all have a great Wednesday evening service. Or whatever, if you're part of it or conducting it, whatever. Uh, no fault. Uh, so, thanks for listening, and uh, uh, God bless. C.